been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy! Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. My name is Gene, and this is episode 30, and today's date is March 29th, 2021. We have a super fun show today. We have a bunch of Disney news, uh, what we can expect on Disney Plus this week, and we have a brand new segment that we're going to debut, Marry, Hug, Trash, and uh, a little spoiler alert, it's going to be about Disney's moderate resorts. So we're all going to pick one that we would marry, one that we would hug, and one that we would throw in the trash. We're also going to be joined by a friend who was once on the show before, Lisa from The Happiest Vegan on Earth. And uh, she'll be telling us all about her experience last week at Disneyland's Touch of Disney event. First, we have the besteners of the Midwesterners. Dan and Steph, what's up? Hi. 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 What's the weather in Minnesota, man? It's good. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, it's we're in like... 50s and 60s almost. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, Sam says nice, but what is it, you know, our friends from Miami, Joey and Sam, JSA Creations, what is it in Miami right now, guys? Um, it's like 70, 75. Lucky. I mean, <laughs> that's great. So that was a pity nice then, right? When you said nice to 50, is that? That's... Oh, that's not bad, right. especially what they were before. If it was 50, you'd have the heat cranked up and wearing 70, parkas. Like 77. Sorry. That's not cool, man. Thank, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, and, for, and, and for those at home, Joey can't help but show the, the, the thermometer every single episode. It is true. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, like like he doesn't just say now. it. He's got to show us the sun and the thermometer. So this <laughs> will be Joey's this will be Joey's last show. Um, yeah, once we get, <laughs> once we get <laughs> on, once we get the summer. All right, I won't be able to do that anymore. So <laughs> yeah, then then it'll then it's a bad thing. Yes. So how is everybody doing? We're good. We're doing good. Everybody's good. good. All right. Well, um, let's go into our amazing sponsor, and then we'll get into things. The Disney Underground Podcast is proudly sponsored by Magical Travel by Brian. You can contact Brian to book your next vacation. He doesn't just do Disney trips. He can do universal vacations, cruises, all-inclusive Caribbean resorts, corporate travel. Uh, he can even help you book your destination wedding, even Disney weddings. So you can trust Brian's going to get you the best possible price on your, on your vacation. Every single promotion, he's going to find every single promotion and sale that, that can be applied to your trip, and he's going to get it for you. And Dan, Dan, what's what's the best part about his services? It's absolutely free. It's, it's a no-brainer, man, right? Brian, you can take care of all the stress of booking a vacation. It's absolutely free. doesn't cost you a cent. So for more information, reach out to the Magical Travels by Brian. You can check out the website, www.magicaltravelbybrian.com. You can email at brian at magicaltravel.com, and that's Brian, B-R-I-A-N. And his phone number is 1-800-883-1535, extension 55. So make sure you guys do that. And guess what else, guys? What? 62 days until I'm a Floridian. That's yeah. right, right, Florida. <laughs> Sorry, Florida. <laughs> New York's like, yay! Yeah, New York's excited. I'm excited. The only one that I think is not excited is Zoe. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's down. You get to come visit us. I, I will. You know, Jess is excited. Oh, yeah. It was her idea in the first place. So, hey, and, and you know what? Let me give a shout out to Jess. We celebrated our anniversary March 25th. Oh, yeah. So, um, yep. Our oh, eighth wow. wedding anniversary. We've been together for, I think, numbers 23, but for some reason it feels like 55. But uh, <laughs> wedding wise, it's just eight. 
So. Sorry, well, Jess. Congrats. Well, congratulations. Thank you. No, I'm only kidding. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jess is in the same boat as Florida. <laughs> Just kidding. Gosh. You're on a roll tonight. Dan's a bully. I'm kidding. I I'm a know. fan of. I'm a fan of Jess, even though she doesn't want to get on camera or talk on the. <laughs> It, it was like pulling teeth to get her to say three words at the Flower and Garden Festival, man. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> that was it. We had to say one thing because she had the Spanish accent. I forget what it was for, like Isla de Fresca. Say it, say it, Sam, because you probably say it good. Isla de Fresca. There you go. She said it like that. So just like that. Yeah. You know what? Let's, you know, let, without further ado, let's bring in our, our, our friend, Lisa, from the happiest vegan on earth. Lisa, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? We're doing really cool. And, and Lisa's we- probably like, so you just talk about weather and food? Oh, okay. Great. We, we sprinkle a little Disney at the end. Glad I came on. <laughs> Cutting edge podcast. <laughs> Well, Lisa's from Southern California, so she can relate to the weather like with Joey and Sam. How how warm is the weather out there in uh, California? Uh, we get we get like a few days that are warm and a few days that are a little chillier. So it goes the, this time this time in the spring like goes back and forth. Right now it's like in the sixties, it's like slightly chillier, but in a few days I think it's going to get up in the seventies again. So yeah. so how how was Touch of Disney? You you got to experience it firsthand. How was it? It was great. It was um it was a little hectic trying to get everything in eight hours. It was it was open from twelve p.m. to eight p.m. It's a weird feeling. To be an annual pass holder, and then all of a sudden to buy a ticket for one day, and then to try to like do everything in one day. I guess when I go to Walt Disney World, I do have a ticket for one day, you know, and I have to I plan differently than. And, but it was weird to go to California Adventure and have a, like a timer going for only mm-hmm. one day, you know, because when you have annual pass, you just there's no there's no pressure. You just do a couple of things, and maybe you only stay for two hours or something. But yeah, so it was great. I mean, I and I wanted to get all the content from my blog and my Instagram and my YouTube and everything. But but I think I uh, I was still I was still totally able to like um, enjoy it and relax. And it was interesting that they sold those tickets for of Disney before we knew that Disneyland was ever going to, we had no reopening date when, when we bought those touch of Disney tickets. And so it's sort of like, if we had known that we were going to get April 30th reopening date, how would it have sold out so quickly Mm. and like so aggressively people were like aggressive on getting those touch of Disney tickets because we didn't know for all we knew it was going to be like six more months till Disneyland to reopen you know but then then you know now we know April 30th so I think it was good though because it's like I went once and the reason I'm not going a second time is because I know that April 30th we're going to reopen if it was six months from now the reopening I would probably go to touch Disney again so when was the last time you were there before touch it touch of Disney like the real like um my real last day before Mm -hmm. the closure I it was Pixar night. There was a, they had a special event, Pixar night. And I believe that was March 5th, 2020. That was my last, it was a, it was a ticketed event. I paid like $79 for that. (laughs) So it's, it's uh, just over a year. Yeah. That was my last day in the park. We saw, we went and saw magic happens. It was a Thursday. So we went after work and saw magic happens on on main street. And then we went over and did Pixar night until like midnight. Yeah. And and so what was the event like? Did they have like, was, I know they wasn't, they weren't going to open everything. So was it, how functional was it? Um, Well, obviously, yeah. So no attractions um, as per the state order. A good amount of the restaurants were open. Definitely not all the restaurants, but they had five of the food and wine marketplace booths going. And normally food and wine would have more like 10 of those booths. So maybe like half the booths you would expect at food and wine. Lamplight Lounge and Carthay Circle were the two table service places open. And then um, I stayed up all night refreshing the website to get reservations for Lamplight Lounge. Mm -hmm. And I got it. It was very exciting. Would you uh, they have this uh, impossible pastrami burger. So it's like pastrami oh. spiced impossible burger. 
And then it has pickles, the house-made pickles and uh, pineapple, like the sort of pastrami roasted pineapple and mustard aioli. It was very good. That sounds delicious. That's, I didn't know they make impossible pastrami. They they make it themselves. It's like they, you know, you can just buy the impossible meat, just, you know, just like you would buy ground beef and then they spice it up themselves. It's, you know, at lounge, yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. That sounds really good. Yum. Impossible is the best one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What were the crowds like? It was quite empty. It was, I mean, even the wait times, I think the first, so it opened on the Thursday, the 18th. And I, what I was seeing from, I went the second day, Friday, Mm -hmm. the 19th. So the first day looked like more, but it sold out. It should have been the same every day. I'm not sure. But um, I didn't have to wait when I did mobile order at Smoke Jumpers. I got my, got my window to pick up within the next like 10, 20 minutes. And um, I never felt like the walkways were crowded. They, they, you know, I'm sure they had to comply to 15% or less capacity because that's what the reopening is going to be 15%. And that's we moved to a different tier. Yeah, it was. I, I I never even thought about the crowds the whole day. It was like empty feeling. Wow. So yeah, I, I know because I know in Florida, it's there's times where it feels empty, and then you turn around, and five minutes later, it's packed again. But then ten minutes yeah. later, it's empty again. Um, I mean, me, I was we were in um, what was it a few weeks ago now? We, me, Joey, Sam, my wife, a bunch of us were in uh, Epcot, and it was like it was weird. Like you'd be in certain pockets, and it would be really crazy, crazy. and yeah. then it would it would clear out a little bit, and then you'd go to like another um, pavilion, and it would be like packed again, and then it would be. You know, so it was very like, I don't know if it's just the way the crowds were dispersed or whatnot, but um, how crazy though for Disneyland because it was so crazy packed before the shutdown. Mm -hmm. And it's smaller, so I would love to be in Disneyland with that fifteen percent. That must be oh, yeah. so crazy. That I mean, yeah, it'll I never know. happen again. Yeah, yeah. You know? God willing. And and, and and when the rides are reopen, when they reopen everything with the rides, that's gonna make it a lot easier to get on a lot of the rides. Only fifteen percent at the actual reopening. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like a dream, man. It's going to, you're going to feel like you have like private tickets or something like that. That's what it's going to feel like. So how hard is it going to be able to get tickets to the, to the reopening? Are they even selling them yet? I'm not sure. They haven't started. They haven't announced when or how, but you know, there's, you go on the website and you can see probably where they're going to put the button on the Disneyland website. Mm-hmm. Um, we practiced getting these, you know, when we got <laughs> Galaxy's Edge tickets, I mean, when you only got reservations for Galaxy's Edge back when Galaxy's Edge first opened. And then, you know, we've got, we kind of know how the website works, but yeah, I think they didn't, didn't announce the time that any of these things are going to open up because they don't the it always overloads the website and it crashes if they say what time it's going to open then everybody's going to be on there refreshing all the time but if they don't say what time it is then only the craziest of us like me are going to be refreshing the website all day long so it's fewer people mm-hmm. that's how they avoid the crashing <laughs> and and i heard some big news uh just the other day they said that they're going to be expanding on disneyland i don't know if you guys have you i'm sure everybody's seen that right would they going to be? They might yeah. be even building a third gate in Disneyland now. Yeah, I mean it's only concept art, but they're they're trying. They, I think they have a more success this time because last time when they, you know, they announced the hotel a couple of years ago that mm-hmm. it never mm-hmm. never happened. Yeah, yeah, they were trying to get uh, like work with the city in a different way, and it sounds like now this time they're gonna have they're gonna have learned from those negotiations. Maybe I think I sort of on Instagram a couple of days ago they were saying how that they're gonna be you know expanding on it and they're working with Anaheim to be able to do it. I feel like in Orlando they're expanding it every other day. There's something know that they're expanding so it's nice to see them kind of put a little effort and, and uh some money into making disneyland a little bit bigger you know do you think you're gonna get do you want to go opening day or do you want to say hey let me just kind of let the crowds die down a little bit let me go after like a couple days or do you want to be there that first day i want to try to get tickets for opening day i don't know if if i'll be lucky enough they might do like a lottery system because the demand is going to be huge so i don't know i'm going to try to get opening day i have my i have a group of people um that you know my past older friends you know uh, we're all going to try 
try for our entire party and we're all going to do our best to get opening day. We'd try, we're going to try to get opening day at Disneyland and second day at DCA. But yeah, I mean, and we'd love to have you back on when you, when you, when the reopening actually happens, you can let us know how the reopening goes, you know? So touch a Disney, would you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I would give it a thumbs up, but um, I, I don't know, like you have to decide whether it's worth, I mean, there's, it's sold out anyway, but is it worth $75 after a year of Disneyland being closed? Yeah, it's worth $75. But if it were the same event three years ago, no, it's not worth 75. (laughs) I understand. I understand. Let me ask you, um, they talked about it before they gave any details that it was going to be roped off in some way. Was that the case or did or could you walk everywhere in the park if you wanted? Um, everywhere except for Avengers Campus, which you know is has yeah. never been yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. I think that's worth seventy five bucks. Yeah, and there are characters. You know, there was Mickey and Minnie and Pluto and uh, Daisy and Donald and Chip and Dale and uh, Mater and Lightning McQueen and Joy and Sadness and other names as well. A lot of characters, and that might even be all of them. Were the Country Bears there at all? Oh, oh <sighs> yeah, no, they were. Yeah, because normally they would show up next to Grizzly Peak. We would you know what? It, you know why? I think. What? Wait, 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 hold wait, the phone. wait, 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 Dave's wait, wait. showing up there? Yeah, that's pretty normal. Before the closure, um, next to the Grizzly River Run, you would oh, get... Oh, I did not know that. What? We didn't know that. <laughs> what? How I mean, not, we... maybe not every single day, but... But a lot of times, yeah. Uh, they I probably like the they probably didn't bring them back for such a Disney because of that rumor how they're probably going to get rid of the country bears all once and for all. Gene, Gene. Please stop. <laughs> yeah, well, Disney oh World is rid of country bears. No, no, no. It's just it's an inside He's thing. Teasing Damn, us. We're huge fans, and Gene razzes us that they're going to get pulled out of Disney World. I just think they need to do what's best for business, and I don't think country bears are what's best for business. Gene's actually gone there with with signs and picketed in front to get. I it. have. I've been asked to leave numerous times. Don't but. be this way with our guests. <laughs> let me let me ask you, actually, how was everybody as far as, you know, social distancing, the masks and, and, and all that kind of stuff? Was everybody kind of behaving? Yeah, yeah, very much. I am um, certainly better when I was in Walt Disney World last year or last December, uh, a few mm-hmm. months ago. I would felt I, there were people who were like not uh, doing, you know, they, the mask underneath the nose and stuff. And yeah. so I felt I felt sometimes at Walt Disney World, but um, at Touch of Disney, it just wasn't that many people. It was really quite easy to to stay apart from everybody, and I think everybody was was pretty much doing their part. I didn't feel unsafe at all. Also, I got my first dose of the vaccine already. I got my second dose in like two days. Uh, so since my first vaccine dose, I feel differently about when I see someone with a mask under the nose or someone you know getting close to me. I just I'm not as afraid anymore. Of course. So I don't, I perceive things differently now. <laughs> I got both doses already. I know she's gotten her first. I got my first one uh, two days ago. Did? Um, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. In fact, when we were just there a few weeks ago, I don't know if things have changed a lot, but let me tell you, the cast members were just yelling at people if they, if they would do that, where they would pull the mask down yeah. or mm-hmm. congregating that weren't with fam- friends or family. They were constantly cutting through everybody. So at least they got good with that. The times that we've gone, they were very strict. Even people that if Joey was in the line and some and another family was too close they almost knew like that they weren't didn't belong with him and they would tell him something and of course it didn't it, it helped that i would turn around and stare at them <laughs> like, like what are you doing like are you gonna get back i no. feel there was definitely a shift in the way they handled that you know around that time mm-hmm. you know so i i definitely could see how she experienced that mm-hmm. though because a lot of people were mm-hmm. saying that 
True. And I think they just got to the point where it's like we have to put our foot down yeah. about yeah. this, yeah. or we're going to run into trouble. Well, you know? saw, that's why they put out the press release. It basically was saying, and the whole long snippet that they did, it basically said, if you can't follow these, just don't come. We don't, yeah. we don't want you here. Seriously, pretty much. Yeah, what it, it's, it's, listen, at the end of the day, it's, it's private property. It's not about state law. It's private property. It's like yeah. it's almost like if you come to my house and I ask you to take your shoes off, then you take your shoes off, right? I mean, so if you come into my house. I ask you to wear a mask. Wear a mask. Otherwise, you know, come back in a few months. Code um, compliance tells you stop throwing food on your lawn. You do that. <laughs> if I don't feed these peacocks and these squirrels and cats, who's going to feed them, Joey? Uh, <laughs> my wife won't. Yeah, right. It's, it's up Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to feed all the wild animals in the neighborhood. I'm gonna, I miss you when you leave. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you in a little secret. I was eating an apple for breakfast the other day, right? And I was walking out to my car. You know what? I, I threw the core in the in the garden. <laughs> she didn't catch it. So, and when I came back, it wasn't there anymore. And if she would have found it and threw it out, she would have yelled at me. So I think an animal. <laughs> so I, I did my part. Lisa's probably like, what? Lisa's that? like, what <laughs> are they Lisa, talking Lisa, about? Lisa, they make fun of me because I feed all the stray animals in my neighborhood. I feed the squirrels. I feed the stray cats. I feed, I have four peacocks that live in my, like my neighborhood. I feed all of them and they tease me about it. Like I'm a, well, like, that's all well and good, but he throws half eaten food in the yard. In the front and yard. His wife like, comes home. It's not like a half eaten in the yard. It's not like a half eaten cheeseburger, Dan. I mean, I take like, you know, like blueberries. I throw blueberries out there for, for the, for the birds to eat. I like Apple. how you can't justify yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I have to. I think it's justifiable. I just want to walk by and see that food flying out the window Ching. just one time. <laughs> the neighbors are I like, feel like a snack. Let's go to Gene's house. <laughs> so um before we let you go, Lisa, uh, I need you to sign my petition for the get the country bear shut down. Do you think we could set that up? I'll send it out to you. You, you got that for me, right? California signatures. That's a thumbs down, Lisa. No, this is my this is my childhood. This is you know, country bears where who is now this is an important part of my childhood in Critter Country. And so that's one of my favorite things. My favorite things about Walt Disney World are the things that remind me of my childhood in Disneyland, people mover and country bears best parts of the magic kingdom you know lisa, good work gene yeah you're making me look bad in front of dan lisa <laughs> thank you lisa you're my best friend and we're jealous of mr toad i agree with that one for sure yeah and and scary uh um snow white scary adventures well not anymore oh that's oh, right shoot. when it reopens it's gonna be all the the enchanted wish it's called now which is fine i'm sure it won't it probably won't i mean it's not gonna be as different as the mine train you know obviously that's a whole different what do you call it the seven doors mine train right yeah the seven yeah. doors mine train is completely totally that's that has nothing left of the it's not trying to be like a yeah it's a total different totally thing together yeah. yeah but ours is i think just they're you know a revamp so it's still gonna be the same ride but just hopefully well i just need to know okay so <laughs> In front of Snow White Scary Adventures, as it is right now, is there a scrim or something? And is the Evil Queen still up in the window? Uh, there, were, the scrim was up when Disneyland closed in March 2020. The scrim had been up for like a month. It, you know, yeah, the scrim was up last I saw it, and it was covering. I wouldn't have known whether the mm. whether uh, Evil Queen okay. was still there, but I would. I can't imagine they would move her. Like, you know, that's. I don't think they're changing the facade at all. I think the the oh. I think it's all the internal work. That I think the facade is going to be basically the same. Ooh. Okay. All right. That. Okay. We'll just, Thank you so much. Let's just have you believe mm-hmm. that. Okay, and we can move you on. You don't believe it? <laughs> I don't know. I hope so too. I mean, I think that's pretty iconic that outside of the building, you know. But it just depends on the vision, you know. Thanks, Lisa. 
<laughs> I mean, it has to fit in with the rest of Fantasyland. Like, it's not, they can't change the outside that much because it's got to, they're not yeah. going to have to fit. It has to look like Fantasyland. And I think the that ride does have kind of a weird story to it. Like, the, the ending is very abrupt and mm-hmm. it's not really, uh, and it really focuses on the scary part. There's that one scary scene in the movie and then like half of the ride is the scariest scene in the movie. I know, that's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you stopping by. Plug, please plug your your sites, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, so Happiest Vegan on Earth on Instagram, Happiest Vegan on Earth, and then my website, happiestveganonearth.com, and then there's YouTube as well, Happiest Vegan on Earth. Thank you so much for stopping by. And and when they open up Disneyland to out-of-staters, we're going to come and we're going to have Impossible Pastrami sandwiches, are we not? Yep. <laughs> All right. And, and Lisa, Lisa's going to host us in Disneyland since she's it's her home field. And yep. uh, and we'll you know hopefully we'll see you soon out there. You know, And, and again, promise me you're going to come back when Disneyland opens so we can talk about the reopening. Yes, definitely. I'll All tell right? you everything I know. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks, it. Lisa. Stay Bye. safe in California and enjoy and enjoy Disneyland. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, so let's uh, let's get into some Disney news, guys. What do we have in the news today? Let's start with uh, start over there with, with Dan. Well, we're starting it off with sad news. A Disney legend has passed away. Jim Cora, who worked for Disney for 43 years, died on March 21st after a short hospitalization. Cora started his career at Disneyland as an attraction host cast member, Stephanie, you'll like this, where he was cleaning 3D glasses for the Mickey Mouse Club Theater. He worked his way all the way up to become president of Disneyland International in 1995, which he continued until his retirement in 2001. When speaking about Jim Cora, the Disney Parks chairman, Josh DeMar, said his dedication to bringing Disney magic to people around the world was only matched by the passion he exuded throughout his career and for the many years that followed. I always loved hearing Jim's thoughts about our business. He was one of our last connections to Walt Disney and he will be missed dearly, which obviously our condolences go out to his family and friends. It's pretty crazy how they say, you know, he's the last one because Walt is actually the one that asked him if he was, if he'd be willing to train when he was the... Is that the Paperboy guy? Cast member. No, it it is not. But uh, he was instrumental in Tokyo. He was the one that was sent over and headed up all that. Mm -hmm. So that's where the Disneyland International comes from. But it's getting more sad as we go when we hear about these legends that are passing away. Yeah. Yeah. And to think he was, I mean, started out cleaning 3D glasses. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of those stories. It seems like we come across with Disney employees of Mm -hmm. different caliber that they were happy to start where they were and they climbed up and never knew they'd ever end up there. So Mm -hmm. I always like hearing about the stories. And if you're a fan of the National Treasure films, which I am. I am a big fan. You are too? Oh, yeah. I love them. Then we have some good news. Disney has given the green light for a new National Treasure treasure series for Disney+. Plus. The series will star an all-new younger cast. The series will be told from the point of view of Jess Morales, who is a 20-year-old dreamer, who, with a diverse group of friends, sets off on the adventure of a lifetime to uncover her mysterious family history and recover a lost treasure. Mm. Now, this is where it gets nuts because I thought this was a dead-in-the-water point. According to producer Jerry Bruckheimer, they're also working on a third national treasure film that would include Nicolas Cage. Disney has not announced when we can expect to see this project. Now, that was mentioned many times, but I thought that was done. I thought that was not going to happen. So it's pretty exciting that this was mentioned again 
current. Yeah, I, that, that last part there, especially because obviously I'm I'm excited to see what they're going to do on Disney Plus for the for the series or for the shows. But to see that they're doing a third National Treasure, yeah, me, absolutely love the first two. And like we talked before about these films, is it is kind of one of those things that is not really represented how it could because they are so good and yep. the whole adventure and finding treasure. You know, it, it just could be interwoven in so many ways. I think so. I'm ex- I'm really excited that I I heard. I couldn't believe it when I read that. Yeah, it's awesome to even uh, know because I did not know. I had no idea that they were even going to do that. And it's, I mean, obviously, I'd like to get some type of timeline for it, but at least I know that there's it's in the works or they, that's the plans anyway. Some in the minority. I was never really into the National Treasure movies. Wow. Me either. And tried to get yeah, Dan tried to get I tr- me into it. I it. watched a little bit of one of them and like midway through it, I kind of like just started doing something else and like never really got back into it. And I don't know. I'm not a Nick Cage guy really, so maybe it's, uh, it's the fact that. I'm not a big Nick Cage guy. Um, I feel oh, like there's always the cool actors crowd, the love you don't. Joey, and uh, there's the other crowd. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, well, everyone out there, you, you stick with us. Anytime it's on, I watch them. Yes, me too. But he would watch it over and yep. over and over. Like, I feel like that's... I don't know what it is. Like it's it. a comfort movie. I like them. John Voight was in that too, right? Wasn't John Voight in them? He was. I like John Voight. <laughs> I don't like Nick Cage. I do too. You know what, too, with Nick Cage, and there's, there's, a, there's a few movies he's in that I really like. Um, one of them, I'm a huge fan of Family Man. You know what? That's yeah. my favorite Nick Cage movie. Such a good movie. That was good. Yeah, that was good. That was good. See, I think, yeah, I feel like Nick Cage was better back then like in his older stuff i don't know man well, he, national he treasure is to do and so many Vegas. b movies you know yeah. and it just he's losing his credibility he's he's a great actor but i'm just mm-hmm. saying he, he, some bad choices i guess maybe yes yeah. maybe that's what it is and that's where i'm kind of like yeah and it's like he doesn't care. He yeah, he, he really doesn't actually. What about The Rock, Conair? There was a few of those. Conair was decent. Yeah. I wasn't into The Rock. A lot of people like Conair. Family, Family Man was actually really really good though. And yeah. it, it the weird part about Family Man, it wasn't his. It wasn't your typical Nick Cage film. No, like it was weird. It was like did they I mean they cast him because I mean and he was good in it, but it was Face your, Off. Isn't that what that one was? Face called? Off was good with Travolta. Oh, oh. John Travolta. That was, that was good. Well, Steph. Well, all right. As we mentioned last week, Main Street Confectionery at the Magic Kingdom will be closing for a months-long refurbishment. During this time, the Main Street Cinema will become a temporary candy location. That's weird. I think it's really weird. Temporary candy location. You're going to move all the candy-making machines over there? Yeah. This is it. This is where you get all the candy. <laughs> I don't know if you know what they're doing. This is obviously for the for the anniversary celebration, but it just seems like a lot of extra work for. But remember, it is closed for quite a while, so yeah, a lot of people just, count on that place. A lot of people count on it. That's yeah, but putting it somewhere else, like the cinema, is not going to make. It's not going to be the same experience. It's going to be different. Now you're just going like I'll walk through there just to walk through there and maybe buy yeah. something, maybe not. Like it just I got to walk through there. Now I don't have to walk through there because it's not the same experience. Right. But I think, like, for me, we we always get that cookie. I'd still go over there and get that cookie. If they have it, I bet they're just going to have bagged candy. That could be, that's another point. They're probably going to have a limited um, selection. Yeah. I, I bet it's going to be, you know, packaged Rice Krispie bars, pack, you know, nothing. They're not going to be making the candy. Debbie, right? Debbie Downer, welcome to the show. <laughs> 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 okay. 
I've got some good news. Okay. Dooney and Burke have released a new collection of bags that feature lots of characters that we rarely see on Disney merchandise. The new collection of bags has a print that includes Flounder, Mrs. Potts, Raja, Miko, Lumiere, and many more. The new Dooney and Burke collection has a tote, backpack, and crossbody. You can even get a magic band with the new print. You can find this collection at Legends of Hollywood in Disney's Hollywood Studios or at World of Disney. I like Miko. I like Miko too. Yeah. I feel like Dooney and Burke, it's like, why not another new Dooney and Burke story? They put something new out every week. I, I mean, know. right? Every week there's something new by Dooney and Burke. Yeah. It does seem yeah. like, like we're kind of like Launchfly. They always come out with bags. Yeah. 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 Are you, Sam, are you team Loungefly or team Dooney and Burke? Look Actually, behind her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I have, so I got new ones. I got a Stitch one, Captain Hook, Scar. Ooh, I bought her the Captain Hook uh, wallet. Yeah. And it already broke. It's yeah. a bummer. A snap. Yeah. Yeah. Sam has so many lounge flies. She needs like the number to the hotline for lounge fly anonymous. I do. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, look how many oh. she has. You can never have too many lounge flies. I feel like you probably have more than that. They're like stashed away somewhere. No, that's it. That's my wall. She has been selling away the ones that she didn't want and taking the money to get the ones she did want. Oh, sweet. Whoa. I love the Oogie Boogie one. Yeah. Which one? The one that's one? That one? second row. Yeah. yeah. Cap it glows in the dark. Yeah, it glows in the dark. I one. can see. Yeah, it looks like it does. It's like oh, that neon y kind of color. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Yep. All right, Steph, what else we got? Well, something kind of exciting and some news that we've never said, I don't think, on this podcast, that Disney Cruise Lines has announced the itineraries for their summer 2022 sailings. You mean they're actually going to sail? That's the first good news of Disney Cruise that we've had on this podcast. Every time it's... It's a delay, delay, delay. delay. I feel like something's going to happen. I do. But, and, and that's what I think maybe I also was like, ah, I don't know, because I feel like oh. we've been bitten by that so many times. Well, if you're interested in planning a cruise that may or may not happen, then you can go to the <laughs> Disney Cruise Line website now to book it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what a sell. <laughs> or, Man, or, or you know where else you could go? You can, you can go to Magical Travels by Brian, our sponsor, and he can book it for you. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Do that. All right, Joey, Sam, what do you guys got in the news? Disney has announced that the upcoming films Corella and Black Widow will be available on Disney Plus Premiere Access at the same time as their theatrical releases. Corella will premiere on May 28th and Black Widow will be delayed until July 9th. Due to Black Widow being delayed, the release date for Marvel's Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings has also been pushed back until September 3rd, and it's still expected to have traditional theatrical release. It was also no, also announced that the new film, Luca, will not be released in theaters, but instead it will be released on Disney Plus on June 18th. I'm actually looking forward to seeing Luca. Me too. It's interesting to me. I'm really excited about the whole Disney Plus premiere, like the whole access thing. I know it sucks to pay the $30, but I actually actually really enjoy just watching the movies here at home bringing in pizza and, and yeah. some popcorn and kind of just sitting on the couch all of us yeah I, I agree with that and and they got a couple of good ones with Corella and Black Widow I mean I'm, I think everyone's been waiting for, for Black Widow since last year yeah. so it's nice to see that that's finally got a like a, a date I think Disney kind of screwed up here a little bit I, I think they should have approached this premiere access and right out of the gate build it as a family 
Premier Access. Because really, the real benefit to this is if you're a family or if you have more than one member. Right. We talked it's about really the where first. the value comes out. You can still watch it if you're a single person. It's not a big deal, and they're not saying you can't. But I think if they would have pushed that first and was like, we're really looking out for the family type of value, I think it would have maybe been better received. Yeah, and you're right. And we, I know you mentioned that you had mentioned the, the, on the last show, and it's true because you know with us, you know, if there's three of us, four of us, it makes sense if it's just you and Stephanie, or if right. it's somebody that's by themselves, I could see why they'd be like, man, I, I wouldn't be paying thirty dollars to go to the theater to see it. But you would, like, if you add popcorn and the drinks. You would be paying if for two people. I mean, yeah, you could be for two people. I, I get it. I'm I just, just like saying. the concept that we get to watch it in our our living room, and right. we get to bring in pizza and popcorn. Right. And it's just kind of just. Oh, I know. I not do worry miss, about getting dressed. I do miss the the theater experience, though. Yeah, I think there's just this right out of the gate. Disney's got enough money; they shouldn't be. I mean, a lot well, of people have that attitude about it that don't sit down and kind of think about it. So I'm just saying, I think they could have avoided some of that if they would have marketed a little more the other way. You know what it is? I think they look at it as these are movies that were going to be theater movies to begin with at first before COVID. And I think they're looking at it like, okay, well, when they make these movies, they already kind of put their budget together and they put the estimate on what they think they're going to make. And I think because of that is why they kind of they have to they have to charge a little extra for it because they need to make that money back. I think no, I, I get it. I'm just saying, I think. Yeah, Dan's just movies. saying it would be received better probably. Yeah. It that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Because all there's all, a lot of people are just 30 bucks to watch the movie at home. I mean, that's the verbiage on it. Mm-hmm. That Especially since oh, I'm already paying uh monthly mm-hmm. service for Disney Plus. Yes, exactly. Right. That so too. Why this extra? Yeah. It, it looks like a money grab. But I, I again, I think when you really look at it fiscally, that it makes sense that why they would charge extra for it. Because they're looking at that's the money that they're that they're missing yeah. from not being in the theaters. So it's right. almost like they take the average price. Okay, well, from two people going to a movies to like maybe a, a party of six. This is kind of the average of what we would be making, you know, and I think that's how they kind of look at it. It sucks, but I, I think that's, I get why is what I guess was all I'm trying to say. What right? do you think the thinking is on Luca just going out to Disney Plus? Do you think it's to try to pad the other movies a little bit with less of a blow? Or do you think we're not going to get that much for this movie? Like, I'm wondering. Are not thinking as highly of it? I, that's yeah, what I think. I'm wondering. Or they're throwing I, everybody a bone because they got quite a few of these coming yeah. out. I'm just curious. I think it looks good. I'm excited for it. But it was somewhat odd getting released in the same little news snippet, you know? I think they took the movie they thought they were going to like make the least on and gave that one to us as the and as if they were tossing us a bone, like, like, like you guys said. I think it's them just saying, you know what? This is the one we wouldn't have made as much on. If they took all three and they said, this is the one that's going to make the least money, let's give that one for free and we'll look like we're giving something out for free. I think that's, that's right. what it is. It could be. But I do, I, I do enjoy being able to see the stuff at home, especially in we talked about this last week. It doesn't hurt as much when you enjoy the movie. Because when you don't, you're like, man, it wasn't worth 30 bucks. Yeah. Whereas, you know, when we saw Ryan the Dragon, I was like, yeah, I wasn't uh, thinking that I w- wasted the money or anything. You know, yeah. then of course, once you ha- once you have gotten that, you pretty much own it. You can just watch it at any time after that. Yeah, There's, it's true. Not just a rental. So, you Which know. Which usually if you did FHBO, once you watch the movie, you have 24 hours or 48 hours. Yeah. Right. On demand stuff. It. Yeah. Agreed. So at least you get to watch it a bunch of times. It's, it's in your library. Yeah. yeah. So cool. okay. what else we got, guys? So Disneyland Paris has announced that they will not be reopening on April 2nd like they originally planned. The closure will be extended due to the ongoing pandemic and travel restrictions across Europe. Disney has not announced a new reopening date. It's going to oh. be a while still. Bummer. Well, they had a resurgence in Europe, right? Didn't they? They did. Yeah. yeah. They did. Yeah, that's, um, that's terrible. You get a huge resurgence. It's not like you're going to be like, well, we'll be opening soon. 
It's not really going to work. That's the, that's the shame of it is it feels like, you you know, you get all these positive reviews from the from the vaccines. You feel like you're turning the corner and then you hear like it's like taking a step back again. It's like, oh, I thought we were like, we could see the light at the end of the tunnel. And now it's, you know, so it's, every place, every yeah. place is just, it's just every place is different. Every place yeah. is different. The ones Very that true. were going down are now going back up. Like, it's just. I don't know. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Well, no. I mean, I, I I think one thing is for sure though, we're in a better place than we were a year ago. And yes. Oh no, no. So, oh, I mean, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no so. question. Especially at this time of year. Yeah. Right about now is when everything just started shutting down for good. Yeah. 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 This is when it was really bad. I feel yeah. like we're like in the middle of it. But at least there's hope. Like we have a vaccine and there's hope. Well, yeah, it's a- unknown. We didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And the further in we get to it, I think doctors understand it more and learn how to treat it better. Even if you do get it. So. All right. What else we got? If you are a Florida resident, then you're going to want to check out the first ever Walt Disney World Resort specialty license plate. The new license plate will celebrate Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. You can pre-order yours now for $25 plus tax administration fees through Florida DMV. The best part is that 100% of the proceeds will benefit the Make-A-Wish in Florida. All right. So Walt Disney World is now testing facial recognition technology for entry into the parks, which I've seen pretty neat. It's currently being tested at Magic Kingdom and it's totally optional. Um, If you'd like to participate, then all you have to do is enter the designated facial recognition test line, uh, testing line and take take off your hat or any hats, sunglasses, and but you should leave your mask on. And I have seen it does work with your mask on, which is pretty uh, crazy. Wow. When you get to the kiosk, you need to position your magic band or valid park admission close to the scanner to activate technology. It will then capture your picture and convert it into a unique number, which is like a, you know, a code um, that's associated with the valid ticket. That's it. So Disney said they will not share the images with third party or with a third party or the images will only be stored for uh, 30 days. I thought this was going to be, they were going to be heading this way anyway. And even if there was no pandemic, this probably would have been a thing eventually. I know I've seen people and you're going to get pushback on this because everybody's with the privacy and invasion. When it comes to parks like this and the safety, I do not care how much they have to do. I want to know who's coming in that park mm-hmm. and what they're doing. And they've, they've snagged many people coming in and trying to bring guns and all kinds of nonsense thinking they're actually going to get away with it. So yeah, you need to know who's coming. So I wouldn't mind this anyway, but I know this is more of a contactless type of thing. And I know that's really what it's being used for right now. However, I could see this evolving because it would make sense. If you think about it, I didn't even think of the security aspect. Yeah, well, like that. well think about it. they they added the the, the metal detectors now. You got to walk through the metal detectors. That's oh, yeah. someone new. That wasn't there before. So amazing now, especially the ones they're using now compared to when they first started. I'm yeah, because like, you just walk through it so quick. Yeah, for sure. So, but all right, let me uh, let me move on to my news. Disney has announced that Disney All Star Movies Resort is now reopened. There are several more Disney resorts that will be reopening in the upcoming months. Disney's Beach Club Resort will open May 30th. Disney's Wilderness Lodge will reopen June 6th, and Disney. Polynesian Village Resort will open in the summer of 2021. Also, huge news. Florida announced on March 25th, 2021, that the state is lowering the COVID-19 vaccine age to 40 starting next Monday and making everyone 18 and up eligible for vaccination starting April 5th, 2021. The announcement came after Orange County had already lowered the eligibility age to 40 due to excess unused capacity at vaccination sites. Disney CEO Bob Chapek recently called vaccine availability a game changer with significant implications for Walt Disney World. This lays the groundwork for Walt Disney World to exchange its approach to health safety protocol, allowing for rules to be relaxed on a faster timeline than previously predicted. At the earliest, this would probably allow for changes mid-May 
or more realistically by Memorial Day weekend. This is a significant development for Walt Disney World because it, it, it means all frontline cast members will have access to vaccines. It's also significant as one of the hurdles for stage shows returning to physical distancing both on stage and backstage be- and behind the scenes. That's one reason why Walt Disney World has brought back so few entertainment offerings and only a modified Festival of the Lion King is scheduled for tw- summer 2021 so far. This could change that. What do you guys think? I'm excited. I want more shows. Yes. I want something. That's, you know, we were talking about it before. That's one of the things that makes Disney not feel quite like Disney yet. So yeah. is the entertainers. Stuff like that is a bit, yeah. And it's crazy. You don't realize how much that adds to the value when you exactly. have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny is when you have it's all these shows. Yeah. You know, I, I, I completely agree with that because when we had all the shows, there'd be times that I'd skip out on some of them just because, well, I'm only here for so long and I want to make sure I get to this ride, that ride. I want to try this dining experience. So you don't realize sometimes how important some of these, some of these other experiences are until you don't have them anymore. And now it's like, mm-hmm. oh, but I would have loved to do that. And it, you know, and there are the ones that I do all the time that it's killing me, like the Indiana yeah. Jones and stuff like that. But there's the ones that, like I said, that where I might do once every other trip or once every three trips that now it's like, well, now I want to do it every trip. Like I really, I, when they come back, I'm really going to do my yeah. best to take advantage of them because I know what it's like to not have them now. I mean, the biggest part of the story is that you always hear about the vaccines and it's going to allow us all to go and be safe. But it's like, you never think about this is putting back performers mm-hmm. and the opportunity jobs things yeah. to go on in the park it doesn't mm-hmm. even have anything to do with us it's what mm-hmm. we get to see yeah. so right. yeah. even no. myself wasn't kind of thinking that way when i saw this news when i started reading it, i'm like oh my god you're right like this is major mm-hmm. But Dan's right, though. Like, you know what? The big backbone of the story is really is jobs. People, you know, people that have been out of work that have been able to come back are now going to be able to earn a paycheck again. And you know what else, too, with all these vaccines and stuff? And and, and you heard Lisa talk about it a little bit before is there's always like a peace of mind now that you, you which could be a dangerous thing in a way because you start feeling like you're safe when maybe you're not completely safe. But it's also still nice to have that peace of mind where you're like, OK, I don't have to be as nervous all the time. Like still yeah. still be responsible and do what I have to do to make sure I'm yeah. safe and the people around me are safe. But you don't have to walk around with this like underlining fear that like the worst thing is going to happen and at least there's that you know i mean i i agree when i got the vaccine i just felt this rush of relief like i was so happy that i got it just to protect bringing it home or especially that it hit home like my parents got it and they're my neighbors like we were lucky that we didn't get it so it was just nice to i can't wait to get the vaccine the first thing i want to do after i get the vaccine is i'm going to start licking all the public handrails again i haven't done that (laughs) since i don't know 2019 (laughs) Absolutely. It's favorite pastime. It wouldn't be my favorite, but it's top five. Every once in a while, you get to snag a piece of dried gum or oh, something. <laughs> like an elf. There you go. Yeah. Listen, sometimes you can't find your own gum. You got to just do what you can do. You know, you're on a date. You don't can't find your own, you know, what do you get to candy stores closed? That's the nearest gum I got. Yep. Okay. The bright line high speed train that will connect Orlando International Airport to Disney Springs will not be around as soon as we thought. As we mentioned a few weeks ago, Disney will be ending their complimentary magical express service. Cue the booze at the end of 2021. So it was welcome news when it was announced that the Brightline Rail would be debuting in 2023. But now it looks like we are going to have to wait until 2026 for the debut of the high-speed train. So unfortunately, it looks like guests are going to be using the ride-sharing services for quite a while after Magical Express ends, which is a a bummer. That's um, a long push. So three years. I mean, it's that's more than a miscalculation, right? I mean, I feel like yeah. I get like one little thing might push it off a year, but like they knocked yeah. it back like double the time. Like what yeah. happened that pushed it back and double the time? <laughs> double the time. They're probably like, okay, let's let's tell them it's 
three years and then we'll come back a little later and say it's longer and that'll make it easier for everybody. Yeah. It's actually more than double years actually. Cause 2023 is two years from now. This is 2026. So it's yeah. two years to three years. So, which it could be, can I be honest? I remember we spoke about the story. I remember, th- I remember us talking about saying that just seems like it's so soon to be able to get, yeah. if they would have said 2026 from the beginning, that would have sounded realistic to me. That would have been like, wow, that's so far away. I mean, maybe I think simple, but I just feel like, I feel like that's a big undertaking to build a railroad. Um, yeah. I a felt whole, that a whole new track so system had that news. I do too. Because we heard about that before Magical Express went away. And mm-hmm. I thought it was always, yeah, it's being built, but Disney World is way on the back end of that build. Like it's going to be built, but mm-hmm. that's not like right. first mm-hmm. on the list. Is, right. And then all of a sudden those years came out and you're like, oh, okay, it's I not great, but okay. Yeah. You're right. How could they not have known that? This will be one of those things where as time goes on, we'll forget about it. And then they'll, yeah. you know, they'll eventually tell you, oh yeah, we just started, you know, they just break ground and that'll be like three years before it even opens and yeah just, it'd be one of those things you just have to forget about until you know you get- turns out it's gonna take us a lot longer to lay that track way like way longer <laughs> <laughs> i mean we've never built one that long before <laughs> yeah I thought it was fast, but no. Well, if you're visiting Epcot, then you should definitely take the time to visit the Soul of Jazz, an American adventure exhibit to check out the new edition. The exhibit tells the story of jazz music with the characters from the Pixar film Soul, which is pretty cool on its own. But now they have maquettes from the film on display. They have a maquette of Dorothea Williams playing her saxophone and Joe Gardner playing the piano. Where's my other page? Am I missing a page? So stop in and check out the incredible detail on these works of art. <laughs> I literally had a pause for about oh, three and a half minutes for, for one sentence. <laughs> I was like, where's the last sentence? Mine's mine's all perfect. <laughs> Me too. Oh, my, why is mine on a separate page? <laughs> mine's on a separate page. Look at that. that was, no, it's like, where's, where's, and he's like, the end. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. So that's going to bring us to this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute brought to us by JSA Creations. And JS Creation does what, guys? We make all your ears come true. Guys, what do we have coming up on Disney Plus this week? All right. So coming to Disney Plus this Friday, April 2nd. Uh, first up, we got the, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. This will be episode three. I've seen the first two episodes. Loved it. I don't know if you guys have seen them. Mm-hmm. No. I, I, I liked it, too. I thought... When I, the first one started off like I thought I was watching a, a Marvel movie. That's how good it starts off. Right. It slows down a little bit second half, but that's also because now they're building the storylines of where they are and, and kind of moving forward. Um, yeah. So I, I never problem with slowing it down the second half of the episode. I got what they were doing. They were laying the groundwork. But that first half of that episode, when Falcon's going nuts and and, and chasing the helicopters to save the, uh, the the captured soldier. Spoiler alert, I guess. I apologize, but <laughs> sorry, Dan. The Kelly um, says spoiler alert after the after. I didn't realize, I didn't don't on me that I was saying it, but you did say it afterwards. My bad. The show feels like a big blockbuster budget type film. And yeah, yeah this one is really outstanding. It looks like it's going to be another series. Yeah. <laughs> gonna be hooked on. Yeah, and, and the cast is great, man. Um Anthony Mackey, Sebastian Stan. They they've been these roles now for years, but um just seeing them be like a centralized character going forward is really exciting. Yep. All right. Next up, we've got a caravan of courage. Uh after a family s- spacecraft crashes on the forest moon of Endor. Teenage son Mace and his little sister, Sindel, find themselves separated from their parents. Soon the lost children encounter the Ewoks, the small and furry warriors who call the moon home. With the help of the fearless natives, 
brother and sister set out on a quest to rescue their parents from the grip of the vicious monster known as Gorax. This is going to be one of the Ewok movies I think we were talking about last week. Yeah. I know you said they were pretty horrible. (laughs) I think as a kid, I liked them. But like when you look back on them, I look back and I'm like, yeah, I I was a kid. I was dumb. Right. You know, I got a question. Oh, here we go. No, it's not a dad joke. Oh, (laughs) Could I, and these were made so long ago, and Mace Windu became a guy that entered the the Star Wars universe much later in the in the series. Could that be Mace Windu? Like I'm trying to remember, and I don't remember I mean, if, he, if he could have been him. But right? back, I mean, how many Maces could there be? I know. Maybe this is what's so long ago. That is true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Since I haven't I mean, seen who's a, who was a better Mace, Mace Windu or Mace the Rapper turned preacher turned rapper? <laughs> Dan doesn't even know who he is. <laughs> Come on, Dan. You don't know Mason Betha? I used to work for a distribution company, and we handled tons of rap back with Mr. P days and all that stuff that was coming out. Mr. Who? Mr. P. Who's Mr. P? There was so much coming out. It was it was nuts, and I was a buyer for that that label. So who's, who's your favorite mace, Dan? Who's my favorite? I don't I'm going to hard pass. Hard pass? Not even a soft pass. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll say Windu. I was going to say, I'd probably go with that. Yeah, for sure. All right. So next up, uh, this is going to fall in line with the other Ewok movie. Ewok's Battle of Endor. Marauders raid the Ewok village and steal a power supply they believe is magical. Wicket helps Sindel escape the evil witch, Charles, and they befriend a hermit who may help them save the village. Again, this is another one of the, the Ewok movies, or I guess it's another, either it's another movie or it's going to be another set because it seems to have some of the same characters. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just another movie. I don't think they were long. They think they were only like an hour or so. Yeah. You know, but um, if I remember correctly. Next up, we got Star Wars Clone Wars, Volumes 1 and 2. This animated series takes place in the Star Wars universe between Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, and Episode 3, uh, Revenge of the Sith. The feature films cover the beginning and the end of the war, but Clone Wars depicts the actual battles and events of Clone Wars. Have you guys ever seen any of the Clone Wars? I've seen, you know, I have to watch. In the, I have, yeah. I've only seen them, like, not in order. I've just seen, like, episodes here yeah. and there. I need to really sit down and watch from like episode one on. Right. And it would be hard to follow if you didn't, obviously. Yeah. But that series is really good. I mean, it's just. It's all on Disney Plus. So. Yeah. yeah, Done really well. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Highly recommended if obviously if you're a Star Wars fan, that's really good. All right. All right. So next up, we've got Made in a Day season one. It's a look at the plight of the most successful factories, which work under tremendous pressure because of the increasing competition. Interesting. Made in a Day. Some of these documentaries or docuseries or any of this stuff. Some of this stuff's really cool. I would want to see some of this because depending what industries and factories are talking about, it's interesting to see the behind the scenes stuff and how that stuff is made instead of, you know, it could be candy bars. Interesting just to see how that stuff is done, especially all by the, the machines and robots and stuff, how they do it on such a large scale level. That's pretty cool. But I haven't seen any of them yet. So I know it's season one, but I haven't seen it yet. So I haven't either. But yeah, I'm into that kind of stuff too. Like modern Marvel. Remember modern Marvels? Like those kind yes. of shows? Yes, yes. You ever see the modern Marvels about Disney World? That one I haven't seen. I've seen it on some bridges and some other stuff they've done. They did like a two-hour episode about Walt Disney World. It is phenomenal. Yeah, it's so cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. What else we got? So we have the Star Wars Ewoks season one and two. This is an animated television series featuring the Ewok characters introduced in Star Wars episode six, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's the one everybody knows. Yeah. That's where everybody saw them first. So I know this is the animated television series. Never seen it. I'm sure it's going to be pretty cool. I know we spoke about this last week um, yeah. when they announced that, that they were going to bring it up to Disney+. Plus, I can't see that not being cool. Then also, The Story of the Faithful Wookiee, an animated story that airs as part of the 1978 made-for-TV film, The Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah, this is another one I haven't seen. Yeah. I've never even heard of this one. 
Yeah. We saw the Star Wars holiday special. We did, but it was for, I think, Lego one, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was cool. That That was was funny. That was entertaining. That was pretty cool. I've seen that was new this year, right? But I don't remember the animated part. Yeah, it was new this year. Or last year. The Lego you're talking about, right? No, no, I'm talking about the story that you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) The Faithful Wookiee. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I've heard of it then? Like, I've seen the, the 78 holiday special that apparently this is in. I don't remember this. Oh, so um, Dan. Well, actually, you know what, Dan? Before we get exactly, I can't. I, can't, I gotta. I gotta know Here who was go. your favorite mace. I don't know the maces. Well, you know Mace Windu. Just give them by default. No, you can't I don't. say A or B. I'm quitting this show. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I can't go on if I don't know which is your favorite mace, Dan. Rapper. All right, there we go. That's all I needed. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> you always talk about how much you love that rapper. I know, but I just didn't want to tell Gene. Har- Harlem Nights. Oh, not Harlem Nights. What was it? I forget. Doesn't matter. He's not even rapping anymore. Uh, he just put out an independent record. Did he? Re- <laughs> you looked it up, didn't you? For real? He didn't really do it. No, oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> you convinced me. I know. Then yeah, that was good. All right, Dan. <laughs> Big Mason Betha fan. Go ahead. What's, what do you got? <laughs> Well, nice intro. Well, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers Episode 2 is coming out. The Mighty Ducks have evolved from scrappy underdogs to an ultra-competitive powerhouse youth hockey team. After 12-year-old Evan Morrow is unceremoniously cut from the Ducks, he and his mom, Alex, set out to build their own team of misfits to challenge the cutthroat, win-at-all-costs culture of youth sports today. I'm interested in this. I haven't seen the first one yet. What's funny about this is I went back and watched the first Mighty Ducks movie last weekend. Nice. So good. It's it's just as good as I remember. So good. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of cool Minnesota scenes in these movies because they filmed it here. But yeah. then I went on to Mighty Ducks 2. Boy, does it take a downward spiral <laughs> hardcore. I could not keep watching it. I mean, I had to stop watching it. Wow. Keep on. Why was it so bad? It's just, it's just terrible. I mean, as cheesy as... Obviously, the Mighty Ducks kind of is. I mean, because of just what the movie yeah. was. It's a really good movie, like message. There's a lot of funny parts in it. I think the kids were good. It's obviously dated a little bit, but it's still really a good movie. I, I really still like it. The, the third one was uh, this show oh. is, uh, who is it? It's Lauren Graham. Is that her name? Yeah, she's in this. That's cool. I think it might be cool. I, I haven't seen the first episode either, but I'm really wondering if the Mighty Ducks are like jerks now because they <laughs> cut the kid. Do you know what I mean? Are they the Hawks? Are they are they the Hawks now? Pretty much. I they didn't really get any of that from the trailer that I watched, which was because we had read the first episode last podcast. Mm-hmm. So when I watched the trailer just a couple of days ago, I, I didn't really get any of that in the trailer. I mean, I'm just guessing because they cut the kid and then the kid starts his own his own team, like yeah. kind of like how it was in you know I guess with Mighty Ducks, how like they had the ragtag team that didn't even have jerseys and stuff. And yeah, I mean, maybe this kid wasn't even really that good in the first place. I mean, you know, like he's the type. Of, I you know he should get a trophy for finishing in sixth place. Now he can't be on his team, so now he's got to create his own team. I mean, sometimes we don't get what we want, right? I mean, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. So maybe. Evan Morrow is a, is a wimp and a baby, and his mom is just placating to him. <laughs> there you go. There's the synopsis. There you go. The end. Tune in next week. Yep. No, I'm actually excited to see it, actually. I just haven't had a chance. I'll check it out. I'll let you know. I'll let you know, Dan. We'll see who, who comes in first. Oh, we will. Yeah. <gasps> I'm going to post it on our page, actually, an update on it. 
All right. Switching switching (laughs) back to the movies. We have Night at the Museum. Larry, played by Ben Stiller, a night security guard at the Museum of Natural History, gets some help from the exhibits who come alive at night to foil a robbery attempt of a magic tablet and proves that he is not a loser. I love this movie. Love this scene. Love Love both of them. I'm sure Gene hates this. No, I love it. In fact, I only have one negative about about it. One negative. One one Dan Gripe. Uh Uh-oh. Not enough Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. She was in that movie the whole way through, man. Well, always. I mean, that's... I do love that series, though. Yeah, that's a good one. I do, too. Really good. Really good. Ben Stiller is great. Yeah. The whole and just the the whole theming of the like the yeah. idea, just that movie is just a cool movie. I love it. It's funny is seeing this movie with the, the second one was one of the main reasons I want to go see the Smithsonian. Smithsonian. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I would love to see the museum regardless because well, it's, right. How much stuff is there? I want to go see the you know the place in person. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I love this love the series. Very similar to National Treasure, even though I know not everybody likes it, which I do. Yeah, I get that vibe kind of too. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you like it, stuff? <laughs> Night at the museum? Yeah. Yeah. Did you do that on purpose then? I like Yeah. You did? Yeah. Oh, you're so I caught you out of the corner of my eye taking a big drink. So and rotten. When she drinks, she gets it's kinda like she thinks someone's gonna take it away from her and she's not gonna get it anymore. She keeps going. And it's a bad guy. I got news for you. He's a bad guy. Yeah. Okay. That that that, that means I'm a lot. hydrating for my knees. I imagine going mm-hmm. on vacation with the three of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen one day, Sam. You know it's gonna happen. It it's gonna be you guys and me and Steph are gonna take off. We're gonna go somewhere else. <laughs> yes. I can't. I just I'm picturing it, and then I'm picturing Aiden's new thing he's doing. He likes to commentate when adults are talking. He does his little creepy commentating voice. <laughs> Like he's oh, a narrator and he's narrating the conversation. So I can imagine like you guys and him. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to be in the, the bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, Night at the Museum, oh. Battle of the Smithsonian is, is also added. So check those out. Yeah. Now here's back to the show that I love, Stephanie. Secrets of Sulphur Springs. Yep, it's your favorite. No time like the present. The series follows a 12-year-old boy named Griffin Campbell, whose family just bought an abandoned hotel in Sulphur Spring with hopes of restoring it back into the lively vacation destination it once was. On Griffin's first day of school, he learns the hotel he just moved into is rumored to be haunted by a girl who disappeared decades ago. Griffin and a new friend named Harper uncover a secret portal that allows them to travel back in time. While in the past, they'll attempt to uncover the key to solving this unsolved mystery. I think there's 11 episodes to this and i think i'm on i think i'm on eight you like it i really like it he okay. loves it i'll definitely um, check it out it's like i said before it's definitely a teeny yeah you know vibe and you deal with that but the mystery is is evolved and continued through the whole thing which i like mm-hmm. i'm just hoping that it's not something super cheesy at the end i hope they end this in a good way that supports this this mystery because mm-hmm. it's it's pretty good. When you say it's like teeny like vibe, is it, is it like a Twilight kind of? I know it's not with vampires and werewolves, but is it like that kind of like? It's, it's younger. Okay. It's, I mean, it's one of those shows where you could watch with one of your younger kids that would like it, and it's I'm not gonna say it's dumbed down, but you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. it's the like acting's a little, a little soft. It's a little hallmark, but not cheesy. But as an adult with the storyline and everything, it, it works. Gotcha. I I definitely recommend it. I really like it. The only bummer is the episodes are like 26 minutes, so it's like you're just getting settled in and it's over. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I don't think this is the show. Maybe that I can't remember. There's a there's something with 
with this, though, why they did that, and I can't remember what it is. But yeah, this is definitely not the one that they should have held episode to episode. At least like WandaVision is, you know, a long section. Yeah. Even though it made you want more, it was at least you sat down and watched a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got a full story. Right. Yeah. All right, cool. What else we got? Disney Walk the Prank, seasons one through three. A group of young practical jokers creates over-the-top pranks for an online hidden camera show. This hybrid series combines scripted comedy with real hidden camera gags. That sounds kind of cool. It's like candid camera kind of a thing? Yeah. Well, like the Ashton Kutcher show? Punked or something. Yeah. Yeah. Secrets of the Zoo Season 4. National Geographic takes viewers inside the grounds of the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium and allows them to experience what visitors can't. This series introduces both the animals and the legions of workers who create unforgettable connections between people and wildlife. Gene, that's a show for you. I will definitely watch that. A, it's National Geographic, so I love that. And then the animals aspect to it. And I just like all that kind of behind the scenes trying stuff. To get, he's trying to get feeding tips. That's what he's doing. <laughs> well, that's a, yeah, there. I mean, I will be, I will be taking notes. Thank you. Well, you'll like my next one, too, because that has to do with animals. Sharks of the Bermuda Triangle. It's over 500,000 square miles of rumored mysteries. In reality, the Bermuda Triangle may be filled with something even more incredible. Sharks. Follow marine biologist Dr. Austin Gallagher, who was searching for that secret breeding ground of tiger sharks. Love seeing the tiger, uh, not tiger sharks. Cool. Love seeing the shark shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shark Week, I love. So love I do too. Definitely, yeah. definitely want to want to check this out. All right. Well, Gene, I have another one here for you. It's called The Big Year. Three avid bird watchers pursue the winter's title to achieve the world record of spotting the highest number of birds during the big year event as the title holds some special meaning for each one. Now, is this the movie or is this a, a documentary about the big year? Because there's a movie, the big year with, because it doesn't say it in here, with um, Jack Black, Owen, I think, was it Owen Wilson and um, Steve Martin? You guys seen that? No. It was really good for a good cast. I feel like it didn't get a lot of like notoriety, yeah. but that that movie was called The Big Year, and it was about these three guys that used to like watch birds. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you were just like mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom today for your yeah. shows. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah, those are, I, I will watch all of those, actually. I'm impressed. Very good, Stephanie. You've got the best shows. I like yeah, Disney's thanks, thanks. animal shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do, too. I've never seen The Big Year, so I don't know if that's the you know the movie you're talking about. I've never... the, I mean, that's the name of the movie, but the fact that they didn't have the names in the synopsis makes me think is this also just – because The Big Year is an actual thing that that right. movie was based on. So I'm wondering maybe there's a documentary as well. But if you guys haven't seen it, it's actually pretty good. It's I mean, if I was to say, oh, yeah, a comedy about bird watching, you'd be like, yeah, I don't think so. But <laughs> Black ja- uh, yeah. Jack Black uh, – I mean, anything Steve Martin does is classic. And then um, yeah. Owen Wilson. It was pretty good. It wasn't your, you know, how Owen Wilson always plays like a goofball. It wasn't classic Owen Wilson. He wasn't a goofball. And he was kind of douchey in it. Um, all right. So let me get into mine. Well, first we have Higley Town Heroes, seasons one and two. Kip Wayne, Yubi, and Twinkle are a group of friends who live in Higley Town. They love singing, and their best friend, Fran, is a red squirrel. The kids of Higley Town learn the importance of different jobs and have fun around their neighborhood together. That's a hard pass, as Dan would say. Yeah. 
Kind of now weird. we have the island at the top of the world. An American archaeologist who is lecturing in Norway at the beginning of the 20th century embarks on a strange mission to find the young son of a wealthy Englishman who has mysteriously disappeared in the Arctic Circle. With the help of a French aeronaut and an Eskimo guide, he discovers a verdant valley populated over for over 1,000 years by time-forgotten Vikings. Ooh, I, ooh, that sounds good. It actually does sound good. And then... Lastly, we have Third Man on the Mountain. Rudy, the son of a mountain climber, learns about his father's death who tried to conquer the Matterhorn Mountain. He takes it upon himself to climb the mountain and fulfill his father's dreams. The film is inspired by the Matterhorn bobsleds attraction at Disneyland Park. So my question is, is remember how we, we talked not that long ago about them, they're going to start making these little film series based on the rides? Is this going to be one of them? Is this, is this what this is? Well, the film I inspired think, the bobsled attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got it backwards. So this is an oldie, but goodie. Yeah. Have I you guys ever? It's like 1959. All right. So that's going to bring us to this week's Disney Topic Talk. For this week, we are going to play a new game. And we're going to probably bring it around every once in a while. It's Mary Hug Trash. And uh, it's going to be the Disney Moderate Resort Edition. And so basically, we're going to each pick a, a, our, our one that we want to marry, our resort that we want to marry, our resort that we want to just hug, and our resort that we want to trash now the hardest part about this is i don't know if there's any resorts any of us really want to trash but you got to pick one so let's get into it what about uh what about joey and sam do you guys have the same ones you got separate ones what do you guys got i think we have separate ones do we have separate ones maybe okay so (laughs) i cannot tell you at this time (laughs) i'm not sure one that i want to marry i would say the disney coronado springs resorts Really? Yes. I we're actually staying there in June and I'm so excited. It looks so cool and I'm very excited for that one. So I have never actually stayed on it, stayed in the resort, but I'm excited too. Have you ever like hung out at the resort or just everything you've seen on it? No, just what I've looked online. They have a cool pool if I remember correctly. Don't they have a yeah, really cool they pool? They do. So I'm excited about that. One that I would hug is the Cabin's at Disney Fort Wilderness Resort. Also another, you know, another resort that I haven't stayed at, but I would love to if Joey is, he doesn't really like that one. It's not that I don't like it. Again. He it, hates it. Don't listen to it. <laughs> No, I don't. It's not bad. Um, The cabins are actually pretty nice. I've seen them before. They're pretty cool. Some of the stuff they have, but yeah, it's not my favorite. But again, it's so not, cool again, as we t- cabin. I know, but as you talked before, it's not like any of these are really trash. It's just, I guess, yeah. if we're going to, we got to choose one. Yeah, for me, that would be my least. So, but she's got one left here. Okay. Wh- so which one are you trashing, Sam? I, I feel like this is hard because we stayed at this resort once during construction. So it's the Disney Caribbean Beach. Okay, so when we went, they were doing construction. Everything, all the, like, if you wanted to get some food, it's so far away from everything. I'm so used to art of animation that you go downstairs, the food is right there. But to go anywhere, and on top of that, everything was food trucks. It just kind of sucked to have to walk so much just to get food or just to go to the arcade or anything. To do anything, you had to walk a lot. And we stayed at the Pirates Room, which was really cool. That one. I loved the kids loved it but just the fact that we had to walk so far just to go to the pool so I would say I would trash that one even though it's still nice and I would love to go again <laughs> well, let me ask you a question was that before they had Sebastian's Bistro because uh, they, re- yes. they rethemed it a- not themed it but they yep. redid it a lot 
Yeah, there's been yeah. a ton of construction since. Yeah, so and they had just started when we stayed that week. It so. just was luck that we ended up picking that weekend, but it just I don't know. They didn't have much going on, so maybe it's not a fair for me to say that I would trash it because we went during a really bad time. Yeah, I was saying because it's a, it's a way different resort. Um, I mean, everything's still obviously spread out, but it's it, there's a lot more added to it since since then. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen the construction. Yeah. A lot more has been added. So when we went, there was not much. There was the, um, one of the pools was open. And if you wanted food, there was food trucks all around. I remember the food trucks, yeah. But I mean, to me, it was just far. Like just to get anywhere, I definitely wasn't a fan. Especially that we love staying at Art of Animation, that everything is, you just go downstairs and everything is there. My wife's the same way. Like when we stayed at Saratoga, not that that's a moderate resort, that's a different kind of, you know, it's a, it's one of the ABCs, but that was her beef with Saratoga Springs. It's not. Nice, but she didn't like that you had to walk so far. It was, you know, it, it's not like anything's accessible in one building. She likes the one building resorts better. So kind of like the same feeling as you. So. Yeah, of course. And we went with Aiden when Aiden was small. So every time we would come back from the parks and he fell asleep, we would have to carry him and just walk. So yeah. it- like just coming back to the resort is half the battle. Then you got to walk through the resort to your room and it's like, so yeah. yeah with, with like 10% energy. Yeah. All right. What about you, Joey? Um, so, okay. So I'll start off with the same thing with her, at least with as far as the one I would marry would be uh, Coronado Springs. We are going to be staying at this really, you know, obviously coming up real soon. We have looked at this. We've, we're very close to staying at this one time before because of the amenities. So this one definitely I'm, I'm looking forward to. And again, honestly, it probably would have been, well, the one I'm going to hug would be the Carib- the Caribbean, the beach resort. And the reason why I would hug it is because I still enjoyed the trip. And yes, it would be, I guess, unfair of us because it was, I mean, they had just started the construction on it. So it was, it was a mess. And um, I'm not a huge fan of those spread out resorts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of neat, but it, it, it is, it's inconvenient as heck, especially when it comes to, I guess when you have the little ones, it's inconvenient. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, like, like she was saying, when it comes to art of animation, you know, if we're in the rooms and, I, and I'm, I'm just wearing shorts and a shirt or whatever, and I got to go, I don't know if I'm going to go get, you know, at the time we were doing the dining plan, you get the snacks. I'll just throw on the Crocs and go downstairs and walk to the, uh, you know, the cafeteria to get something. You could do that. Or if you, the kids want to do the arcade, that was pretty cool. Right. You can't do that here. You would literally have to get your keys, get in the car, drive. <laughs> If you, unless you wanted to walk. So that, uh, that's why I'm not a fan of that style resort, but I did like it because, um, the water slides were awesome. The pool was awesome. The we, room in general was gorgeous. Yeah. We spent a lot. We ended up spending a lot of time at the resort that trip and was one of our week long summer trips. So we spent it up, ended up spending a lot of time there. Uh, doing that. And I felt that once it now, obviously I've seen it where it's done now, it would be a much better experience because it is true when we would go to get dinner or something, they kind of had like a makeshift massive tent kind of set up. It was like a temporary thing with the food trucks and eh, it kind of was like, whatever it, it threw us off. So I think that's the one I would hug. Cause I still had a good trip. So it's kind of like a good friend or something like that. So I would like to see, I would like to go back and see, especially with the new stuff since they've done it, uh, done it up since then. So that would be definitely one I would hug. And then the one I would trash you already know it's gonna be the uh fort yeah. wilson i knew it yeah. i so, knew you hated just say you it's hate not it. that i hate it. it i don't I it's my it. least it's my least favorite it's that simple so yeah, I, mean, I, I, get, I can get exactly why so yeah it's just i don't know it's, it's not again i don't hate it i actually i like visiting i don't want to stay there 
<laughs> so I don't mind passing through, but yeah, it's just my least favorite. It's just one of those things. I don't know if, uh, I mean, the, the cabins are nice, but, um, and I, you know, I, some of the, I mean, I don't know, I guess I'm not huge on the outdoorsy thing type of stuff. So it's just okay. You know, and I guess, you know what it is too. I've gone to that place a lot of times when I was younger my parents used to take me, my grandfather, uh, he had, a, uh, he used to stay there all the time. So we go so much. I think maybe it just burned me out from when I was younger. It's quite possible too. Yeah. It was just something we used to always go see. So, so yeah. So, um, um, that's that's my thing with that. At least, like I said, out of all of them, that's my least, you know, my least favorite. Cool. What about uh, over there, Dan and Steph? What about you guys? Give me some marrying, hugging, and, and trashing. Well, we have the same marry, hug, and trash. Yeah. You guys are always simpatico. I know. Well, this was an easy sometimes. one. It's, yeah, so, yeah, sometimes. This was an easy one for us because we spent our honeymoon and we got our, our wedding night at uh, Riverside. So that's what we're marrying. Okay. Well, we kind of, it seems like we got married there because that's where we like got ready and (laughs) met our friends there to get ready to go to get married, you know, and so we had a drink by the pool in our outfits, you know, so it it does have that vibe. We spent our first night as husband and wife in, in there. It is. It can get lengthy walk. It can. But there's something about that resort that I kind of like it. Me too. And there's something about that walk that I kind of love. I love the river. I love that you can take the boat to Disney Springs. Mm -hmm. I love the banjo music that plays when you get on the bus to go to the resort. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Uh, I love it all. So I, I think it's just tucked away enough that it makes it a nice retreat, but it's not so far away from everything. Yeah. So if, and if you don't have kids, it, it is a very nice place to stay. You, you can get away from neon Disney in your face, yeah. which even for people that are Disney freaks, you still sometimes you, you want to relax a little bit on your vacation sometimes. And I, I just, it's the perfect resort in my mind. Yeah. I, I like it. it. I love it. Okay. What would you hug? Our, we would hug. <laughs> Sorry, Joey. The cabins. Now, we have not stayed at the cabin. We have not. I would actually marry the cabins too if I could. Well, I'm but not. We'll hug them. I'm a little torn because the cabins are, like Joey said, really nice. Mm-hmm. And they definitely bring the campgrounds, definitely brings that old Fort Wilderness mm-hmm. feeling back, which Fort Wilderness Lodge is, is really cool and the lobby is awesome, but it's losing the old Fort Wilderness side. Mm-hmm. So you really do get that in the cabins. And I do want to stay there, but there is something kind of like you're saying, Joy, like to think that that's where you're staying for your stay is is a little weird. There's just something about it that feels like it's not kind of good enough, even though they're they're fancy rooms. And but I think we're going to have to try it because Mm -hmm. I want to like grill food out there. On the yeah. little grill you get, and and I I love going. I and I'm not even an outdoorsy person. I am not outdoorsy yeah, at all. That's but for sure. I love <laughs> Fort Wilderness. I love those trading posts. I love that there's two of them, and to try to find the other one is kind of an adventure. I want to get a golf cart. Yeah, and I and the <laughs> golf cart parades at Christmas, and how they yeah. decorate, and just getting the golf carts, and just it's just fun. It's just it's just. <laughs> And inside the cabins, they have those old kind of renderings of the old Fort Wilderness. Like one has a huge train, the old train that was there. Mm -hmm. You know, the canoe scene. There's like a lot. Those those look so cool. I love that stuff. It's definitely got that vibe of what we kind of miss about Mm -hmm. that. It definitely has a retro 
vibe. So we got to figure out how to, yeah, how we to do. stay there. Not Maybe not even for the whole trip. Maybe that's one of those split resorts. You know, we did that once with, yeah. where do we, with Fort Wilderness, Wilderness Lodge and, and then Port Orleans Riverside. Riverside. my dream place, Fort Wilderness Lodge. <laughs> yeah, I love it so much. Oh my gosh. I'd marry that one too. Yeah, I yeah. would. And we would trash Caribbean. I'm sorry. Well, because of how big it is and with the with the bus system with Caribbean, it's to get to Magic Kingdom, you stop at other stops before yeah. you get there. So yeah. I, I, I just I don't like the system. It's not a direct route. I mean, it is, but there's many stops along the way. Right. And and we're not pool people. We, yeah, we're not pool people. We, I mean, to be honest, we're not really resort people to a degree because we're not yeah. there that much. We just I mean, we obviously go there after the park, yeah. but we even when the parks were like open so much longer than they are now, we would unfortunately be there so long mm-hmm. and be wrecked the next day of course but we just keep trying to do it again we don't do that anymore now we're yeah, we've gotten way better. morning people <laughs> ah, and very dedicated yeah. to change that and yeah. it's worked out so much better especially on that last trip i mean we actually yeah. made it to a rope drop for the first trip ever that we even though we've talked about it every single trip yeah for five years, we've been trying to do a rope drop, and we finally did it. But yeah, that's so, that's not much of a trash, but I guess that's what we'll have to go it, with. It really, like, if we have to trash one, of course, we to. take any of them. Yeah. So if anybody's out there looking to uh, set us up for uh, complimentary accommodations to give positive to reviews and minds. photos, we'll be glad to. <laughs> Stay in any one of your desserts. Definitely. There you go. Any one of them. So for for mine, I would marry Caribbean Beach Club. I do have a knock on it, and it, it's the same as everybody else. Is it is so widespread out? Like I said, it's like it's half the battle is getting home late from the parks. You're exhausted. You just want to like at that point just get into bed and just get ready for the next day. And then you got to walk. Like you feel like you can get on another bus at the at the resort <laughs> entrance and then take you to like that's how far oh, it is geez, at times. Man. So I get that completely. But I feel like since they've done like a lot of the the for they've done with the with like Sebastian's Bistro and some of the other dining options. I really liked what they've done with that. And I just like the look of the the layout of it, the buildings and the pirate room. I think I think when you just look at it as when you take it as for just the resort, not so much take into account the proximity to the parks and all that other stuff. Because I agree with Stephanie with that. And I also I also feel like they don't I feel like the buses don't come as frequently as often. Like I feel like the buses come quicker at a lot of other resorts. And I feel like that's one of those resorts that not only do they have more stops, but I feel like the, each bus is spread out a little bit more, but I kind of um, made my choices based on the on the resort as a resort, not so much the the amenities as far as proximity to the park and stuff. I love the layout. I love the uh, I love the decor, especially like I said, especially the pirate rooms. I feel like the dining options, since they did do this refurb with Sebastian's Bistro and stuff, I feel like the dining options are are way better than they were say five years ago or however long it was when they finally put when they made these changes. I guess it was about that time. Um, so that would be my that's the one I would marry. The one I would hug is. Port Orleans, but French Quarter. I just love the the whole New Orleans vibe, and just it's one of those cities that um, if if there's ever another city that I'd want to move to, other than Central Florida, which is the city but an area, it would be New Orleans. I mean, I'm a I'm a New York guy, so the South is weird for me in general. But I feel like Central Florida is n- is not like the South. I feel like that's pretty much as north of a vibe as you're going to get for a Southern area. But New Orleans is definitely definitely the South. And but there's just something to me that I find just so like intoxicating about New Orleans, man. It's just, I, I, I would love to be able to just live there for a portion of my life. I just feel like it'd be just a cool, the history, the spooky vibe from, 
from it and stuff. So based that resort on just having that kind of vibe, I've never stayed it at French Quarter. I've been to it, but I've never stayed there. And but I gotta stay it soon. I think once I get down there, I'm gonna do a night here or there just to kind of actually experience it full on. But I just love you know they got the Sassagola River right there, so you can take that to the uh, like Steph said to Disney Springs. So that's that would be my favorite with that. Or my, my, as far as that's concerned, the proximity to the springs. So I would hug that one. The one I would trash is the cabins. And I just, to me, they don't feel like, I don't know, it just, doesn't, it just doesn't feel like Disney to me. I don't know. I'm not an outdoorsy guy either. Maybe that's why. I don't, I'm not a camper. I don't like, you know, like, like my cousins all like to go out and, and, and stay at like the beach and they have Winnebago's. And I'm like, let's just go stay at a hotel. Like, I don't, I just don't want to get, I don't want to get yeah. sandy and dirty, man. It's just, you know, nope. and I know that's not what these are. I get it. So I think it's more of just my, the way I feel about the outdoorsy enough area of it. But, um, but yeah, I just, uh, I, I would probably still stay. I want to stay there once just to say I've done it and just to see what it's like, the experience it. I mean, my, my bucket list is to stay at every single resort on property just so I can experience them all. And I got to imagine, there's probably not one that I'll really dislike, but for this year, if I was to trash one, I think I would trash that again. I just feel like it's not as I just I just doesn't feel like it's Disney to me, and I guess maybe it's because I never really gave it a thought to stay there, but it just doesn't feel as Disney. And that's the only knock on it is it just doesn't feel like the same vibe I get from the other resorts, you know? Maybe it's like Dan so. said, where he's like, it's it doesn't feel like it's enough. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Yeah, if that's like it. I wish. Like, I it's, wish there was a way for resorts that you could, there was a special one day, like, and it mm-hmm. was only booked that way. You know, it'd probably be impossible to ever do, but you would get this rate if you're only staying there one night and one night only, because it sucks that you can't stay at a lot of the resorts just to experience it. Because mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Fort, or Fort Wilderness, the campgrounds would be where we would want to stay from then on. I mean, I'm sure it probably isn't going to be that, but I do want to experience it once at least. And I mm-hmm. could say the same for so many others. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's too bad. And to split up your, your stay, it is kind of a pain in the bum. It kind of is. I do it every time. And you're right. It's one of those things where you never feel like you can get settled in because you got to pack up to go in two days. Like mm-hmm. when we went yeah. last time, we stayed at Polynesian for one night. We stayed at the Riviera for two nights. And then we stayed the rest of the trip at the boardwalk. And we until we got to the boardwalk, it felt like we were nomads because we just couldn't. I, everything stayed in the bags. And, and, you know, it was like it just felt we couldn't get settled because we're leaving the next day. So, mm-hmm. you know, it made it tough to do that. And I like to do that. You guys know I do that all the time. I'd like to try to split up so I could try different places. And yeah, but, but there's also that feeling where you never feel like you're really settled in for like the week, you know, because you're constantly moving. That settled in feeling is very important. Part of it's, you know, you, you, you feel like you got to wake up the next day and there's a chunk of your day missing because you got to go and check in at the other. Yeah. Even though it doesn't really take that much. It's more like a mental thing. It's just mentally you feel off, you know, even though it doesn't yeah. take anything really to check in because it's all on, on the phone now and on the app. But it just in your head, you feel like, all right, I got to pack again to only go, you know. A mile down the road, and so it's one of those things where it's annoying. But um, yeah, yeah, I would like to. Bad enough, you got to pack up and leave once. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. There's nothing worse than that feeling when you're actually packing up to leave, like oh, your week's oh, over, and you're oh, getting on the oh. elevator to go down, and you're seeing somebody just getting there to start. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. That's how I felt a week ago. Yeah. Before we get out of here, let's let's run through some announcements. So first, we will be launching our new Disney Underground podcast Instagram on April 1st, complete with our new logo, courtesy of Bestener of Midwesterner, Dan. Thank you, Dan. The logo is fabulous, and I can't wait for everybody else to kind of see it. It is. It came out really good. It's so so cool, man. I can't wait for everybody to see it. Everyone's going to love it. So yeah, so April 1st, guys, uh, check that out. It'll be in a couple of days. Follow you know, you'll get more of the uh, podcast info from there and uh, you get to that'll be where we kind of that'll be our hub now for the podcast on our Instagram. So th- check that out. And then also next week, we'll be bringing back 
the Disney dollar game with all new rules, all new prizes, all new questions, all new contestants. Some of the same old contestants, they're coming back. Um, so if you, but if you're interested in being a contestant, DM us on the Instagram. As of right now, it's going to be at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle. Starting next week, you'll be able to hit us on the Disney Underground podcast, uh, Instagram. But for now, hit us on the magical lifestyle and uh, we'll get you on the show if you have any interest in being a, uh, a, a, a contestant. And also, uh, big news. We are announcing this week's or this month's big Instagram Disney gift card giveaway winner. The winner is Tina Bennis. I think that's how you pronounce it. B-E-N-E-S. <laughs> so I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced, like Elaine Bettis from Seinfeld. So congrats. We will be in touch on Instagram. We will get your shipping info, and we will get you out this huge, beautiful gift card from Disney Lickety Split on what, Dan? The Pony Express. <laughs> so again, congratulations. Thank you for everyone that uh, was a contestant. Thanks for everyone that was, was part of it. And uh, congratulations, Tina. And if you didn't win, don't fret. You'll have more chances to win. We will be announcing the next one uh, very soon. So stay tuned so we can announce that. Um, probably about another week or so, we'll probably announce the next one for next month. I don't know what the amount will be, but stay tuned and uh, join us for that. And uh, let's thank you to Lisa. Let's say thank you to Lisa for uh, for joining us and telling us about all about the touch of Disney. She's from the happiest vegan on earth. So thank you, Lisa, for stopping by, giving us the lowdown on Disneyland's touch of Disney event. And also let's thank our official sponsor and travel partner, Magical Travel by Brian. Remember, he's going to get you the best possible price on your vacation and his services are absolutely free. So remember, you can reach him at brian at magicaltravel.com and you can reach him on his phone number, one 800 883 1535 extension 55 and you can go to their website for more info www.magicaltravelbybrian.com and uh now let's say goodbye to the crew from sunny miami jsa creations joey and sam bye guys bye fun show and also just want to say for anybody who has a loved one that has autism happy autism awareness it's on friday april 2nd yeah and you can also check us out uh jsa creations on instagram and on etsy and uh creations is going to be with a 3d instead of ea able to find us so then also let's say goodbye to the besteners of the midwesterners dan and steph bye <laughs> it was really fun tonight it was and guess what what people can check us out on our instagram we have one of the instagrams one of the instagrams <laughs> Oh, yeah. well, is, it on the line? is it on the line? It's on, on the line. <laughs> on the line. <laughs> We've got one of the Instagrams. It's rock, oh, rock and roll. We're going to get so many followers after this. Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody, check us out on our Instagram. It's rock and roll DW. R O C K N roll DW. It's rock and roll Disney weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people think it's Disney World, but it's Disney Weird. Well, it's kind of a little play on the D dubs because, oh. oh you know. Oh, my gosh. She's so hip. She said the D dubs. Yeah. She does that once in a while with that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. You talking your hip lingo there? Yeah. Well, full disclosure, it wasn't up until about Christmas time, but I realized it stood for Disney Weirdos. So, like, the whole time I knew you guys, I thought it was Disney World, too. No. Yeah, see, it's a fun little thing. I kind of like that little hiddenness. That's what hip people do on Instagram. <laughs> wow. Little Easter eggs. <laughs> <in you guys. laughs> That's what we do on one of those Instagrams. <laughs> one of them. On the line. Check out their YouTube as well. Well. Oh, yeah. We got, we, we got one of those, too. We're, we're real fancy. Wow. We got we to gotta do that one of these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Just say it. laughs>
Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know how else can I look at you after that delivery. You should you should go into radio and do some I should some voiceovers. Anyway, oh, yeah. everyone from Rock and Roll DW have a rip roaring day, guys. It's been a, it's been a fun week. I'll see you guys next time, and, and guys out there, remember have a great today and even better tomorrow. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>